Alright Ramblers, let's get rambling. My name is Steve and thank you for listening. This episode is titled 2021 Thank You, F You, Bye. It won't be about a specific film, but about 2021 in general, from a film perspective. The year started and is ending quite negatively. That's where the F You, Bye of the title comes in. I think we're all in agreement that Covid can finally make like a tree and get out of here. But, it's here at the minute, we have to deal with it. And that's the only mention of it that you'll receive during this episode. From now on, it'll be nothing but positivity. I want to focus on the thank you part of the title. This episode will be filled with my personal thank yous, dedications and reflection reflections on the last 12 months. Really, the last three or four months. So, 2021, let's do it. Firstly, uh, just so there's no gimmick infringement on my part and I don't get sued in the face by anybody, um, thank you, F you, bye is actually the catchphrase, uh, possibly trademark, copyright, uh, I don't know, of uh, Mr. Jim Cornette. Jim is a former wrestling manager, producer, booker, promoter, um, and basically a walking encyclopedia of all things wrestling. Um, he hosts uh, a weekly podcast called The Drive Through. Um, it's very funny, uh, but also very divisive and controversial. Um, uh, some of his opinions on things. He has very strong opinions on things. Um, but yeah, if anyone out there has uh, a real interest in wrestling, um, especially kind of uh, wrestling history and kind of what's going on right now between um, WWE and, and AEW, um, it's really definitely worth it worth a listen um so yeah check it out jim Cornette drive through you can down you can listen to the um to the podcast podcast on all sorts of um, platforms uh, and they also upload the kind of the most popular clips from it onto youtube every week so that's jim Cornette's drive through thank you jim when i first started this podcast i mentioned that it was influenced by two specific film podcasts that I listen to very regularly, um, those being The Rewatchables and The Cinephiles. Um, now, since I've been doing the podcast, I've also, I've continued to listen and re-listen to episodes um, that those podcasts have released. Um, one, just because I really enjoy them, uh, really enjoy listening to them, uh, but also because I found it helpful in me um, uh, helping, in helping me to learn how to analyze films again because i i think kind of since not since i was kind of at college and and uni um i haven't really watched films in an analytical way um but it's something that i have kind of tried to kind of get back in the in the routine of doing um uh, and get in the mindset of doing what i've been watching films obviously specifically for the for the podcast as well so i found um yeah i found those those two podcasts as well as everything else uh, kind of how entertaining and, and enjoyable they are um also have kind of helped me in helping me to watch films again in order to make a uh, make a podcast and make some um some of my own kind of points and my own kind of um uh, opinions on films and, and certain takes on films as well so um they've been really highly influential in that way as i've continued to to make the make this podcast um the rewatchables. Um, I just want to mention two episodes that, two recent episodes that I've listened and re-listened to several times already. Uh, one being Goodfellas, uh, which was the first episode that they did back in their studio. So it was um, kind of the A team of uh, Bill Simmons, Sean Fennessy, and 
and my hero Chris Ryan, uh, and also um, The Three Heats, which was the third time they'd done Heat uh, as a rewatchable. And it was Bill Simmons and Chris Ryan uh, interviewing uh, Michael Mann on the film, actually, as well. And it was... Um, I mean, that's a really great episode, that kind of getting the the filmmaker to come in and, and talk about it and um, either reaffirm some things that they thought about it, um, uh, correct some some thoughts that they'd had, have further more in-depth look into certain scenes and certain characters um, was um, was really great. And also out of that came the fact that Michael Mann is, has written or is writing a book which will be a um, precursor and also a sequel to Heat um, for, for the characters. So uh, really looking forward to that. I think that's coming out next year sometime. So definitely keep my eyes peeled for that one. Uh, in terms of the cinephiles, um, I've re-listened to quite a few episodes. Um, I think my favourite ones have been uh, Moneyball, Unforgiven, There Will Be Blood, and Mississippi Burning. Uh, on those episodes, they've had um, they've had a, they've had guests in uh, specifically on Mississippi Burning. They they had a guest in who um, <clears throat> I think he was the writer of um, American History X, if I remember correctly, and. Um, uh yeah that was um that was a really good kind of breakdown of of that film and the other three um just really enjoyable as well kind of great takes on those films um the way they the way Steve and John um especially, especially on Unforgiven they didn't kind of get into an argument or anything but they had a a very um kind of vast difference of opinion on the ending of that film and they both come up with very um, specific comparisons of scenes and um, images within films, which just always really make me think and and kind of um, again just kind of inspire me into the way I I, I kind of look at a film and and how I think potentially um, the the filmmakers might have. Uh, been influenced by by certain things or the comparisons that it, that it brings to to my mind, which may, could be complete uh, crap. Obviously, you, everyone brings their their own opinions and their own thoughts to films, but um, yeah, it was it's been really really helpful in in kind of just giving me the confidence to say, well, yeah, maybe I think in in this scene, um, Quentin Tarantino was maybe going for this, or I saw this in the in the scene which I hadn't seen before, and maybe this is what comes from it. So. Um, so yeah, those two are still kind of the, the pillars for me that I always find most inspirational for, for my, um, kind of movie watching and, and recording of this podcast as well. So just wanted to mention those two, those two again, as, as big, big high influences for me. Since starting for me, these films are the juice. Um, I really quickly realized that there is a very large podcasting community out there in the world um and i've been lucky enough to to actually communicate with and slightly get to know some people that that have their own podcasts and i've just found that well i didn't even say the majority all of the the podcasts that i've encountered and had communication with and um uh, have have spoken to in any way have been unbelievably helpful and supportive um and and yeah i just wanted to mention a couple of these a couple of those specific podcasts uh on this episode um just to give them a bit of love say thank you um and just give them a little dedication really as to how much i've appreciated um uh what they've done 
the communication they've given back, the feedback they've given to me, and um, and just how helpful they've been, really. So um, the first one I want to start with is one called um, the Total Recast Podcast. So this is... Um, so this is run by uh, two guys, two American guys, Sailor and Kane. Um, they were the first podcasts podcasters I had any communication with. Um, this was on Twitter. We, um, I think maybe I sent the first message, possibly um, private message to them, and they they kind of came back to me, and we've kind of went back and forth on a on some episodes and give some good feedback. And um, yeah, they're really really nice uh, nice guys. Um, first of all, kind of from listening to the podcast absolutely love their accents um uh yeah i can listen to them talk all day um it's a really good it's a great concept for a for a film podcast as well um basically it's recasting of older films with modern uh actors and actresses um uh they have a great list of films that they've recast uh the ones that i've listened to uh specifically are heat obviously uh true romance and I'm in the middle of listening to their latest one, which is Road to Perdition, um, which I really enjoyed as well. The the start of the Road to the Bush, per, Road to Perdition episode um, is them talking about how underrated the film is and how maybe it should get a little bit more love and a, a little bit more appreciation, which I completely agree with. I've I've always thought of it as um, as a yeah really undervalued film and uh, and um, kind of one of my one of my favorites of that time definitely. Um, they've got a great. Uh, they've got an amazing knowledge of kind of classic and current uh, TV and film um, and uh, also um, a love for a lot of modern uh, modern day kind of British actors as well um, a lot of whom I'm a, I'm a massive fan of as well so yeah that definitely um, kind of put them in um, a high rating for with me as well um, so yeah it's just a really enjoyable podcast uh, comes out um, every kind of couple of weeks I think and uh, yeah, so it's total. It's the total recast podcast. So anyone who hasn't listened to that likes the idea of of how that podcast sounds. Highly recommended. Please go. Um, please go seek them out. The um, the second podcast I wanted to mention was one called I Finally Watched, and that's hosted by a couple of guys called um, Alan and David. Alan, I hope I've said your name properly there. Um, forgive me if I haven't. Um, so basically each episode is a rundown and a review and a deep dive into the film that one or both of them have just watched for the first time. Um, I mean, to this point, they've reviewed over 100 films um, and they've just recently um, kind of really increased their, their listenership with um, kind of some sponsors and, and changes to the to the way they're making their their podcast. So, I mean, they're they're just kind of skyrocketing with their popularity and, and how much they're being listened to. So that's that's great news for, for those guys and, and really well deserved too. Um, they both have great chemistry together um, as hosts when they as they talk about the films and go on their little kind of um, tangents together. It's it's uh, really kind of good to listen to from that way. And um, and they've got just a, a tremendous list of films that they've um, that they've reviewed as well. And obviously ones that will be coming up. Um some of them I do feel a bit envious of that I don't know how old the guys are um I'd imagine they're probably in a, at a similar age level to me or maybe a little bit younger um but I do feel quite envious of them that they um are only watching some of these films um for the first time at this point in their lives um some of them that they have watched I haven't seen yet but some of the ones that they have watched that I have seen um I do just think sometimes oh God, wow I'd love to be able to see that film for the first time now um 
so so yeah it's 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 really good um um some of the films that they have done and these are the ones that i've listened to are shawshank redemption psycho and magnolia um so you know each one has been has been really great to listen to uh, and and yeah i can't wait to look through more of their back catalog concept of this of this podcast and and obviously doing my own one um has really inspired me to finally watch some films i'd always wanted to but just didn't get around to doing so i really do kind of like oh these guys are a, a great deal of thanks just for kind of getting um as well as kind of getting my reinvigoration into films but also the concept of their podcast giving me a kick up the bum to, to watch some of those films that I just hadn't got around to for, for one reason or another. So um, films like The Game, films like um, uh, There Will Be Blood, those are films that I've I've always wanted to watch, never got around to. But yeah, just kind of a combination of, of their podcast, of starting to do mine, of feeling a bit more passionate about cinema again. Um, yeah, I've kind of helped me to, um, uh, yeah, kind of helped me to, to watch those ones. Um, and also just on top of everything, you know, they're great guys. Um, we also communicated together on Twitter and, you know, they're very, and they very kindly introduced me to a, a podcasting community on, on Twitter and Instagram, um, kind of a group of podcasters that, um, yeah, kind of, you know, answer questions, gives advice, give feedback, um, you know, share posts, um, share, um, episodes, leave reviews, um, so yeah, those these guys, um, Alan and David, um, introduced me to that group, and I'm very very thankful uh, for for them doing that, and and also everyone else within within that group that I'm part of. Um, just if you are listening, big thank you to you guys as well because it's it's all really greatly appreciated. Um, so so yeah, they're um they're definitely worth a, a listen to. So that's I finally watched. Uh, it's by Alan and David. The third podcast I wanted to mention. Um, is the recasted podcast uh and that's hosted by two two guys called jesse and wayne um and it's a podcast with similar concept to to total recast they um they recast films that have to be over 20 years old with a modern cast um and they've also talked about some great films uh the ones that i've listened to uh are die hard and uh and heat again um but i know they've done kind of several other films i know um back to the future i think is there has been their most popular episode that they've done which they did in combination with a with another podcasting team um so i'm definitely gonna you know when i get a chance to go go through their back catalog as well um the thing that really stands out about this as i say the concept is 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 quite similar to total recast podcast but the thing that really stands out about these guys um jesse and wayne is that is their kindness and support for other podcasts. They always take about the first 20 to 30 minutes of their of their episodes to recommend and give dedications and mentions to other podcasts and podcasters, ones that they're very friendly with, but also just new ones that they've they've come to, new ones that have got in touch with them. Um so so yeah, it's just a great they've got a good list they've got a really good listenership and I think just taking the time to do that is um yeah, it's just really it's just really good um and very kind so so yeah those two are those two are great guys um and they're you know they're very funny as well got a great chemistry between them jesse has a you've got a great voice as well <clears throat> wayne but jesse you've got a great voice i uh, love listening to you 
Um, so yeah, if you get a chance to listen to that one, it's the Recasted Podcast, and that's done by Jesse and Wayne. And uh, the final um, podcast I want to give a special men- mention to is the Witchery Podcast. Now, um, and that's done by um, two ladies, uh, Eliza and Jess. Or Lisa and Jess. Sorry if I've got your name wrong there. Um, now, I <laughs> I was going to mention you guys anyway, um, but I just saw on Instagram that they've um, um, they've kind of done a, a kind of a mention to me on Instagram. I think they might have done a kind of a five star rating on on uh, Spotify for my podcast. So thank you so much, guys, for doing that. It's it's unbelievably greatly appreciated. But I do promise you, I was going to mention you anyway. Okay, so I just wanted to to say that. Um, so yeah, that's the Witchery podcast. Um, I've only listened to one of their episodes. It was about Psycho. I listened to it specifically because it was, I think it was the, it was either the day before or the day after that I put out my Psycho, um, podcast episode. So I just wanted to listen to kind of, you know, uh, other kind of podcasters, if they had different takes or found out different information or, or kind of what their opinion was on the film. Um, and, and yeah, it was just really enjoyable those guys have really good chemistry together um the knowledge of the film and of kind of horror and tropes in general is is really good um and definitely intend listening on uh to to more of their episodes as well so that's the witchery podcast and that's with eliza and jess all of the podcasts i've just mentioned uh including this one as well for me these films are the juice just in case you forgot the title um as i often do myself um are all only successful if they're listened to and recommended by people and the way that they get recommended and the way that they are found by people is by um the the platforms that they listen to on it being being higher up the rank rankings on those platforms that they they they're, they're on display more um so as a friendly request of an act of christmas kindness um we're in that time of year good spirit to, to one and all um if anyone listening to this is happy to just take take a couple of minutes go on to spotify go on to good pods go into wherever they listen to um the this podcast or any other podcast by it by an independent um podcaster just you know give them a five-star rating give an episode a five-star rating uh, write a, a positive review it's really really helpful really helps push the um the episodes and the the podcast up the rankings on those platforms and um it's just really greatly appreciated so if anyone can find the time to do that um for myself or for um those podcasts that i've just mentioned it would be amazing so thank you in advance if you can do that and just on the um the final thank yous uh that i want to give uh, just a couple of personal ones from me um to some people who have been really supportive since I've started this podcast um, and I've helped out in a lot of different ways um, by offering advice and opinions and um, thoughts and um, just yeah just help in general um, it's unbelievably appreciated so first of all um, my mum and dad have been great um, very helpful uh, in their own way to, towards me doing this um, my wife obviously has been incredible as well um, <laughs> uh helping me to um not kind of take it too seriously which I, I kind of wasn't anyway but I can always I can always kind of be on the brink of doing that um so she actually helps keep me kind of um 
yeah, very lighthearted with it with her um with her Mickey taking and stuff. So um but no she's she's been brilliant she's been brilliant. So um yeah, she's been she's been unbelievably helpful. Um my brother's been really uh really good with some really um concise and honest feedback. It was positive. I know when people say that it's probably it comes across as negative, but it it was very positive feedback. So um yeah, he was great too. Um a couple of friends of mine, um I think I mentioned by first name, that's that's fine. Um so kind of Dave, Tom and Dan, um, they've all been really helpful in just kind of um helping to push my enthusiasm forward with it by um yeah, kind of, you know, making designs for logos um just kind of sending them through to me um uh kind of sharing posts and uh you know asking how things are going making suggestions and saying oh you should you know you should do this you should do that you should do the other it's a really good thing that you're doing um some really positive messages from from people some some friends of mine as well um so yeah big thank you to, to those guys specifically and, and anyone uh anyone in general who's who's listened to the podcast who shared any of my um, posts on social media, um, recommended it to anybody. Um, yeah, just just a massive thank you to, to anyone who's done that. So yeah, thank you very much from me for, for doing that. As I talked about when I first started doing um, this podcast, one of the, the real positive things that have come out of, that has come out of 2021 for me is um, just reinvigorating my love and enjoyment for for going to the cinema for watching films um I just kind of got that passion back for it um so that's been a, a huge huge positive for me um and one thing I have been doing over the last few months is really focusing in on a couple of specific filmmakers that I, I kind of I've always liked and I've always liked a lot of their films but just kind of catching up with their back catalogue and um films that I haven't watched understanding a bit more about them um so the ones i'm kind of focusing on at the minute are actually um so the coen brothers uh paul thomas anderson and david fincher um so i've got a book that i'm reading at the minute um called the coen brothers this book really ties the films together um and it's by a chap called adam Neyman. it's a massive book actually i was really surprised when it arrived it's like a coffee table book um but it's really good it goes in it goes in depth into all of their films um it it does uh, it has some interviews with some of their uh, collaborators over the years. Um, he's also done books on um Paul Thomas Anderson and and David Fincher as well. So, which I have requested as as Christmas presents this year, um and and yeah, I'm just kind of catching up on on kind of their films as well. So I watched I had watched um Miller's Crossing before, but I think I was really young when I watched it. Um, couldn't remember a lot about it. So I watched that the other night. Really enjoyed it. I watched I've seen one, um. I've seen any of my social media stuff I watched there will be blood um a few weeks ago for the first time and just absolutely blown away by it I thought it was amazing um I bought phantom thread the other day I wanted to watch the, the master um and then I think I just need to watch hard eight and I think I'm caught up with all of um Paul Thomas Anderson films um Coen Brothers I've, I've got a few that I, I want to get to as well and uh and and yeah a couple of david fincher films too that i want to that i want to catch up with so as well as kind of just wanting to get back into to watching films that i haven't seen before and i'm specifically kind of dialing into to those um to those directors um and as i mentioned yeah kind of going to the cinema has been a um just kind of a passion of mine that i've 
um, been re reinvigorated with this year as well. So just maybe talking about films specifically for the first time uh, on the on this episode. Um, I was kind of looking. I was kind of thinking back to the films that I've watched, and I've actually been to see um, five films at the cinema this year. So I thought I'd just give you my my kind of ranking of those five films and um, and kind of what my film of the year has been um, from from those those ones that I've watched. Because I, I don't think I've seen any new films on on any kind of streaming service yet this year. Um, not that I could think of anyway. So I'll just go by by these ones that I've watched at the cinema. So back in the summer, uh, I took my son to watch the, the Paw Patrol movie. Uh, then uh, I think I mentioned again um, when I first started doing the podcast, I watched I went and watched many scenes, the many scenes of Newark, uh, at the cinema as well. Uh, after that, in close succession, I watched uh, Dune, uh, Last Night in Soho, and House of Gucci. So uh, just kind of ranking those in my kind of in my five there, and and coming up with my film of the year. Um, Paw Patrol, I'm afraid, was just pipped by House House of Gucci there. So Paw Patrol movie number five. Um, I, I don't know. Shouldn't have gone to the big screen. I don't. I don't think the extra kind of money they spent on the animation. I, I just kind of took something away from it for me. Um, I I I prefer the the TV show. I think. Um, but my my son really enjoyed it. So that was the main thing, I suppose. Um, so number four is House of Gucci. Yeah, I can understand why um, it's kind of got a lot of um, derision since it's since it's come out because it is, especially any scenes with Jared Leto in they I mean, they are just like a, it's like he's acting in a Dalmio advert or something. But um, but yeah, it is, it is quite um, kind of over the top and, and silly in parts, but it's also very good in parts as well. And I was I was out for a walk with a friend of mine the other night. <clears throat> and I knew he'd been to see it, and I knew he really didn't like it. I think I, I liked it more than he he did. And and he and he said this to me. So and he and he mentioned to me about putting it on on the podcast. So this is verbatim what he said. He said, um, "There's a really interesting story there. There's a really interesting story. The bit at the end, um, as to to what happened and what she did and what she organized. That's really interesting. They could have just made the the film about that. Not all the other stuff. All the other stuff was complete." rubbish so put that in your podcast so there, there you go i've put it in my podcast now hopefully you'll listen to it uh number three was many saints of newark um i think i said at the time it's you know it's it's you know it's an okay film um very kind of you know cliche gangster film um but for anyone who was a big fan of the sopranos like i was um it's 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 really enjoyable and definitely worth a watch um so so yeah i really enjoyed that one um one of my favorite um one of my favorite uh parts in it are just the real over the top um kind of um yeah kind of like what you stereotypical italian gestures in it and stuff so there's there's a point where the main character is is saying something to um to a young tony soprano and it's, it's something along the lines of you know you can't just go to school and do this oh um so yeah, no, it's just it's very um it's it's definitely worth a watch for any Sopranos fans. Um June I was really surprised about I um I mean I'm not I'm not really a huge sci-fi fan. Um but it it looked good from the from the trailers, so I thought I'd go to see it. I'd seen that it just got um greenlit for a, a second a second um for for a sequel. 
Um, so I thought, I'd, yeah, I'd give it a go. And I, I was, I mean, it's two and a half hours long, but it didn't feel that long at all. It was, um, it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. Everything about it. Um, really easy to follow as well. And the, the set pieces and, and everything I thought were, um, I thought were great. So, um, so yeah, no, I really recommend that one too. So I can't wait for the sequel on that one. And number one, my film of the year, um, Last Night in Soho. I definitely need to watch it again, but I absolutely loved it. Really enjoyed it. Just enjoyed watching it at the cinema. Um, all the performances were great. Um, the story was great. Was great. Yes, it. I think towards the end, it just it does. I don't know what quite happens to it. It either goes over the top or it loses its way ever so slightly. But I didn't really care. I just, I just, I just enjoyed. I just really enjoyed it. Um, um, really different, obviously, from from Edgar Wright. And um, yeah, I'd recommend it to to anybody to watch. It's a it's a shame it looks like it hasn't um, hasn't maybe I haven't checked the kind of box office recently, but from what I could see, I, I'm not sure if it's made its budget back or not. Um, hopefully, it has. I know it's I think it's available on on streaming now, um, uh, paid streaming I think. So um, so yeah, hopefully it will do well that way too. But. Um, yeah, I hope I really hope it's it's a kind of a success and will push um, Echo right on to be able to do um, a lot more of other kind of passion projects of his. Uh, fingers crossed stuff with um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost again. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely love that film. Anyone who gets a chance to watch it, um, definitely do. And um, and then yeah, obviously my kind of enjoyment of films this time of year. Um, films are a big thing. So um, I thought I just I just kind of wrote down my probably my five favorite and the five Christmas films that I've watched the most over the years. Um, I haven't rewatched. Um, I've only watched one so far this year. Um, and that was about half of the holiday, and that's all I could kind of watch really with my with my wife, and neither of us really enjoyed it. But definitely plan on watching Home Alone and and hopefully Elf as well. Um, I have recorded It's a Wonderful Life. Um, so so yeah, kind of those three are in my list. So Elf. Um, Home Alone, It's a Wonderful Life, Scrooged, and Love Actually, which I've always got a soft spot for, and I've probably watched the most out of all those, actually. So I'll do a kind of another kind of ranking of those, but I think Love Actually is probably fifth in that one. Um, no, no particular reason. Like I say, I do enjoy it, but I think I just think of the other films a bit more fondly. Number four, Scrooged. I know there's always been this thing about... Um, Bill Murray in that film kind of either not getting on with the director or something going on and him kind of going a bit off piste in the film. Um I think I think he's brilliant in it. The the ending scene, I think is you know, it's you know, it's really touching. I defy anyone not to kind of get emotional at, at that bit. Um but yeah, really good take on that on that story and, and he's just brilliant in it as he is and everything. Number three is It's a Wonderful Life. Um like I say I've recorded it. I haven't watched it in a few years. Um, but I just know anytime I have watched it, especially as I've gotten older, I mean, that's a super, super dark, dark film. I mean, it ends obviously so in such a lovely way and, um, real kind of heartwarming way. But I mean, you know, you're talking about a guy who's driven to the brink of committing suicide, um, to then not want to live anymore, to then come back and, um, be with his family. Um, just that scene when he comes back to his house um after he's been looking for the money and and he's 
just, you know, he's on the brink of, of completely losing it and the way he talks to his family and, oh, gosh, yeah, it's very, it's hard, yeah, gut-wrenching. Um, but, yeah, great, great film. Um, Home Alone, number two. The John Candy bits in that I always kind of think back to the most. Love John Candy. Um, and, yeah, he had such a good um, chemistry with, um, I think it's Catherine O'Hara, isn't it? Plays the mum. Um, but, yeah, no, always, always loved that film. And um, Elf has to be my number one, I think. Um, other than Bon Burgundy, Will Ferrell's best performance. Um, yeah, just everything about that one, I think. Just probably one of the best, if not the best, kind of modern Christmas film um, that I've seen. Um, so, yeah, I always love watching that each year. So that's my run-through of my uh, my kind of favourite Christmas films. So just to close out this episode, 2021, thank you, FU, bye. Um, I thought just a brief look at what's coming up in, in 2022. So um, films that are coming out next year that I'm I'm really looking forward to watching and hopefully we'll watch at the cinema, fingers crossed, uh, are um, Licorice Pizza, the new Paul Thomas Anderson film. Um, Don't Worry Darling, uh, which is the new Olivia Wilde film. Um, I haven't seen her first one. I'm going to have to take a little look at that one. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is the next Martin Scorsese film, which I'm pretty sure has got Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio in it. So that one should be should be great. I'm pretty sure that's going to be um, to scream, streaming again, uh, much like um, The Irishman. Um, Babylon, which is going to be the new uh, Damien Chazelle film, uh, the guy who made... Um, La La Land and Good Flash um, cast of that looks great so we're looking forward to that film uh, Knives Out 2, uh, love the first one uh, so yeah I'll definitely try and see the second one and also one that I only just read about is a film called Deep Water um, which was made by Adrian Lin, now I don't think he's made a film since um, oh the film with uh, Richard Gere and Diane Lane she's having an affair with Olivia Martinez what's called that um but yeah he made um uh fatal attraction he's like the kind of erotic thriller guy uh, but yeah he's back with the film which has got um Anna de Armas and uh ben affleck in it and just from the just from the description of the film it looks it looks like it'd be really good um so yeah so those those are the films that i'm kind of looking forward to seeing uh next year um from myself um I'm really looking forward to kind of doing the podcast hopefully more regularly hopefully I feel kind of well and confident enough to to do them a bit more regularly um but ones that I'm definitely hoping to do and and things that I'm hoping to talk about maybe not just like I have been doing kind of deep dives into specific films um so ones that I, I'm hoping to put out are um kind of a, a comparison breakdown between um There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men um a deep dive into Sicario Linking to that, um, one other uh, one other thing I want to achieve uh, in 2022 is either a mention, a like, or an acknowledgement from, from Chris Ryan, hopefully. I'm not going to stalk him on Twitter or anything, but um, I'm hoping to uh, get some kind of acknowledgement from him. That would be amazing. Um, School of Rock. Always been really underrated. I, I, I don't think I've seen any podcast that have done anything about School of Rock. Um, I think it's one of the best kind of individual performances by anybody from Jack Black in that film um so yeah I'm gonna want to do something about that and I also really want to talk about um Philip Seymour Hoffman's filmography and career and uh, and James Gandolfini's as well James Gandolfini's um 
film career because I think it's very underrated. Um, obviously, he's mostly known for, for The Sopranos, but he was a great film actor as well. Um, so, yeah, so those are the things to, to look forward to from, from this podcast next year as well. Um, and finally, I just want to say um, thank you for listening. I hope you all have a very happy and very safe Christmas and New Year. And uh, please do keep on trucking. Much love to everyone. Have a good Christmas. Thank you.